Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. everybody, Susan Finch here with Rooted in Revenue, and I am welcoming back who has turned out to be one of my favorite new guests, and that is Rob Broda from Advantix. He and his website are just filled with these ideas and these solutions, and I just went, Rob, recently, and I was just poking through your site, and I thought, oh my gosh, we need to have another conversation. And I love this one page that I ran across. It was under all your simulations. That's at Advantix.com. A-D-V-A-N-T-E-X-E, don't forget that extra E, dot com. And we were talking about new manager business simulations. And because we all know management failure is one of the top reasons that businesses fail. It isn't necessarily, it's not the product, it's not the funding, it's the leadership. So I wanted to go into that a little bit because that is completely avoidable and correctable. And so I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about this and first what the problems are and why you chose to create the simulation. <laughs> yes. Well, hi again, Susan. It is such a pleasure to be with you. I just so enjoy our conversations. For this particular approach for new managers, it's pretty interesting. What's the problem? I laugh because the problem is everything. <laughs> I'm a new manager. <laughs> the problem is everything. I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, I've done something great to get promoted. Probably I've been an individual contributor. And somebody says, oh, you're really good at that. Now you're going to become a manager. And now you're a new manager. What am I supposed to do day one? What am I supposed to do day five? What am I supposed to do day 30? A lot of organizations have some sort of training, some sort of orientation. But Susan, I have been shocked, literally shocked about how many don't, that they throw them into the deep end. And there's this expectation that you know what to do. And so what we've done here with this simulation and others in the business leadership suite and portfolio is we've taken the things that new managers are supposed to do, such as how do I set goals? How do I have a conversation around coaching? How do I help resolve conflicts? How do I help them lead change and give them a chance to practice and learn by doing. And so that's what we have here. I couldn't help it. As soon as you were saying the conversations around that, there are, I, you know, I'm friends with Helen Finucci, you know, author of yeah. love your team. And she has a whole part of her book is all about those conversations. And it is stunning how they're just thrown to the wolves go manage these people because you're so good at what you do. And that is not the solution. That is not any way. And I think a lot of it though stems from not remembering what it's like to be new. Yeah. We forget. I, you know, from things as simple as working in a restaurant, in a bar, right. you know, what right. are all the little nuances? What are all the little things? Where are the drinks kept? Where are the glasses kept? What do you do when it's a birthday? Those types of, these are these little things that we have, if we've been with a company for a while, we live and breathe them and totally forget they need to be taught. Agreed. And remember, we're also working in what everyone is calling the evolved 
work environment, meaning that you can have some people in a physical location together. You can have some people virtually. You can have some sort of hybrid system. And so this is an evolved workplace. And so that sort of institutional knowledge that you would have by, for example, just all being in the same place, that isn't even there any longer. You also have institutional knowledge about how do I work in a virtual environment, but now you're coming together virtual, hybrid, everything's changed, everything's different. And so they're thrown in here without a lot of training and also not a lot of time because time is now even more of a precious resource. Well, I think with all of these changes we've gone through in the last few years that, like you said, are continuing to evolve, documentation hasn't been done yet. Manuals haven't been rewritten or reviewed. And so what might be in place is so obsolete. Well, yeah, I was going to say, wait a second, Susan, what are you talking about? Manuals (laughs) haven't been written yet. You're assuming that there's going to be manuals. There may never be a manual. There may never be a standard operating procedure. They may not even be training. And that's all part of this problem here. So who's going to benefit most? I mean, I know we have business leadership, the people in leadership, individual leadership. Talk to me about those pieces of this. Because I know it's not just one audience within a company that needs to go through this because they all are affected by it. Right. So in particular, the new manager is going to benefit the most because this sort of simulation-centric learning by doing, giving them different scenarios, situations, literally like a pilot who goes through a flight simulator to learn how to fly a plane, these business leadership simulations are teaching new managers how to fly their business, how to fly their team. And so initially, they're going to benefit because they're going to learn by doing. However, the whole organization benefits, the people that they are leading, they benefit, the peers, their managers. So these are exercises in building capabilities that transcend an organization. So can you give me an example of something you've seen implemented, a change that you saw happen, transformation of a company? Yeah, absolutely. So we very recently worked on a custom new manager simulation for a client in the high-tech space. And they had seen some of our off-the-shelf stuff, and they said, that's really good. But, you know, we do things a little bit differently here. This is this model, this framework of how to coach differently, how to set goals and objectives, how to have hard conversations, all that stuff. I said, great, let me tailor what we have here. And so what we did is we created a simulation for them that has multiple seasons, very much like your favorite Netflix show. Season one has four episodes around new manager uh, exercises on how to set goals and objectives and how to coach. And so we created the simulation, we created the seasons, we created the scenarios. And a couple of things have happened. One is we've now had over 500 new managers go through the simulation. So you're creating a culture. You're creating a culture of a very similar approach based on the best practices. The second thing that occurs is because of the data that we are able to see, 
we're able to identify trends and gaps way, way sooner. So one of the most amazing things is that after 500 people have gone through, we looked at the data of choices that people made in terms of paths in, in giving feedback and giving coaching. It was very apparent to us 100% of the people, 100% of those 500 new managers were avoiding difficult, hard conversations. <laughs> we could see it by their choices. So we then had to go back and have literally a, an initiative to give the skills and capabilities that they would feel comfortable having those difficult conversations. And so that probably accelerated the organizational capability by six to 12 months. Oh, that's exciting. How that's amazing. Yeah. Because it would take you so much trial and error without that data to just say, there has to be a pattern here. What are we noticing? Right. But you found it so quickly. Yeah. I love that. It typically becomes anecdotal, like, oh, such and such, they don't have to do this, such and such, they don't have, well, guess what? Here's documentation, literal data that shows you 100% of your new managers have not been given the skills nor feel comfortable having difficult coaching conversations. So um, what happened was, and I wasn't involved in this closing of that gap, they used another vendor uh, who's excellent, excellent at that content area to provide the training But then we actually came back in the following season, we now had a couple of more scenarios in the simulation that were all about the harder conversations and they started to excel. So you had before and after and wow, what a difference because not only are they having the conversations, the business is better. The business, the revenues, the profit, the things that they're doing, that's better because there's a better culture. Oh, that's fantastic. And I appreciate too, that you're not saying, well, you know, I'm disappointed. We didn't get to be the solution for all these pieces that you are complimenting another strategic complimenter. I call them, they're not competitors. It's a complimenter. They can fill in a gap that between the two of you, you can really solve the problems for the clients. Yeah. I will share with you, Susan, that most of our best client relationships are where we are part of a much larger total solution. Because that's the thing about talent development. There's nobody that's going to do everything extremely well. And so you have your general contractors, you have your program designers, and then there's the folks like me who have expertise in business leadership simulations to take great content and give people the chance to practice and learn by doing. Fantastic. So for this solution that you have, these simulations, who is the target audience and you know what size company for mm. the services you provide? Yeah. So the target audience for this particular new manager program um, would be recently promoted new managers. I've also found a sweet spot for managers who've been managers for three or more years, but they haven't had any training. Like, oh, I've been doing this for a while. I'm doing this wrong. Like, I don't know. So typically that sort of sweet spot for this particular simulation, as you know, and I know we'll talk about on other episodes, there are other simulations for different audiences, but the new manager is for the new manager or managers have been managing for three years without any training. uh, I'd say is probably the target audience. In terms of the types of companies, 
Listen, everybody, in my opinion, could use this. If you're in a business, small business, medium-sized business, large business, you could use something like this. For Advantex, we primarily focus on larger companies, what I call the Fortune Global 1000. Mm -hmm. The reason being is, I, I find we can create more impact, greater scale. Um, there's departments of people who know how to do this and there's budgets for it. And so the, the acceptance is, is a lot easier for us because I'm not unlimited in terms of resources. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fantastic, Rob. Thank you. I always learn from you and you trigger more ideas and also for me to kind of reflect on how I'm running my own business, how I'm engaging with people that work with me and the parts of the, the conversations I don't have or that I forget to have. So thank you very much for this. Folks, we're going to be continuing this series with Rob about some of the leadership, the best practices and business simulations. The next one we're going to be talking about is coaching for business success. And then the final one in this series is going to be psychological safety simulations, which I can't wait to learn more about. Learn more at rootedinrevenue.com. Learn more about Rob's offerings at Advantix, which is advantix.com, A-D-V-A-N-T-E-X-E.com. You can find us on all your favorite podcast apps. We will see you in the next episode. Thanks, Susan. Never miss an episode? Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence.